Welcome to Cool Breeze Podcast, where we keep it cool. I'm your host, What Do You Do? Hey, you guys, before we get into this video, I just wanted to give a quick disclaimer. Um, the camera was acting a little funny with a little focusing in and out and with a little blurriness. So um, if it gets too bad, I do apologize, but try to ignore it and just listen to the good information that's being spilled today. So I do apologize for the camera and how it may look throughout the video, but please bear with me and just listen to the good to the good stuff we talked about because we kept it real cool so thank you guys and welcome to cool breeze podcast where we keep it cool <laughs> and welcome to cool breeze podcast where we keep it cool i'm your host what it do and today we have a very 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 special guest the one the only naya from naya's pastries <laughs> Hey y'all, my name is Snaya. I am the CEO of Naya's Pastry Junior, attending Winston-Salem State University, major in elementary education with a concentration in special education. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so Ms. Naya, you ready to keep it cool? Yeah, I'm ready, okay. I'm ready. I think I'm ready. Well, let's, let's take a little cheers. Cheers! We are 21. <laughs> a little disclaimer. All right. So, first question I would like to start off. How is your mental health? It's pretty good. That's good. Um, it's 50-50. It's junior year, so. Pressure. The pressure's on, yeah. For real, for real. Are you ready? 50-50. You ready for senior year? Semi. Semi. I'm, I'm excited, but I'm nervous. It's, it's coming to an end. It's close. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about that. It's bittersweet. You thinking about grad school? I am, for sure. At the illustrious Winston-Salem State? No. Where? Probably somewhere back home. When I do grad school, I'm going to work and try to get my my, my graduate degree. Mm, that makes sense. So I'm thinking about going back home and doing some type of program where I can work, like I can be in school virtually. Oh, so you just want to do online? Yeah. And then you just want to be working elementary? Mm-hmm. Yep. And baby kids. I know. I love the baby kids. I love little kids. So... What made you want to go to the illustrious Winston-Salem State University? Go Rams. <laughs> I chose Winston because I was already familiar with the area. My family's from North Carolina, so mm-hmm. I love it down here. Um, it was always like a, a place I enjoyed coming whenever we had our family reunions down here yearly. So I knew for sure I wanted to go to a school in North Carolina. It all just boiled down to what school like I liked the most or I felt like I most would fit at. Mm-hmm. And my college and career um, counselor, she recommended here, which is a school that I applied to, but I didn't really like look into because mm-hmm. originally I was looking into A&T. And I actually liked it. Um, it's crazy because like moving day was my first time ever on campus. Like I never toured the campus, no none of that. Like Moving day was my first time ever stepping wow. foot on here. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> big leap in faith. I tell people that all the time. Like it was really a leap in faith for me to come here because I never seen the school. I didn't tour. I didn't talk to nobody. No nothing. I just showed up moving day. I couldn't do that. I had I I've been on campus at least six times before. I came. I went to a basketball game, a football game. I had to had to make sure. Daddy, his main concern was the safety, so he cared about the security things around campus. Mm-hmm. You know, he barely see them. Yeah. And then I had to I had to make sure, you know, felt like home. Yeah. My first time was my my moving was my first time. What was your first thought of campus? 
liked it. I was excited moving there. I'm not gonna lie. My really? uncle, he had me pumped. He blasted Meek Mill dreams and nightmares. I'm like, oh my god. I was never the type of kid that was nervous to go to school. I didn't cry when they dropped me off. No really? nothing because I was kind of used to like getting the exposure. Like I was involved in a lot of stuff in high school where mm-hmm. I had to be away from home for like weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. Like I was in this program, they sent me away like every summer. So one time I was in St. Louis. Another time I was at American University. So I was used to kind of being on my own. You know, so it wasn't really, I wasn't really scared about that. I was actually very excited. It was crazy seeing all the cars. I was running into a lot of people I had met over the summer. So it was, I was excited. I ain't gonna lie. I was so ready and pumped, bro. I was in the car. I was like, yeah, okay, can you drive a little faster? It was like, because that hour drive, cause you, you had like a six hour drive, right? But see, no, not really, because I had came down two days before moving day. Mm-hmm. And I got an Airbnb in High Point. So I came down here one day The next day I spent doing like shopping And stuff for my dorm because I didn't want to Go shopping in D.C. and then bring all that Stuff here yeah so we came like two days Before moving day Cause when I I went I started I think I started college shopping in like June I I think like COVID cause there was nothing to do So I was just like Okay, I'm just gonna shop and see what I need. I had a few things, but like I said, like I was away from home. And you know, freshman, I bought a lot of stuff with me. So I had three cars full of stuff when I came to school. Three? Yeah, I had two. And then by the time we did my dorm shopping stuff, hangers, mm-hmm. hampers, everything else, it filled up a whole nother car. So yeah, I had a lot of stuff. Did you do the adopt a senior thing? Did I did. Yeah. I got adopted, yeah. I, I I got adopted too. I was I was very, very grateful for them. My adopted parent name was so Sophia. Um, I still keep in contact with her. Actually, uh, she got me the 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 most perfect gift ever. It was like a pillow, and it was shaped like a diploma. It had my face and stuff on it. It was. I got it in my room. Yeah, I got it in my room. I got it in my room. Yeah, sitting up with my saying. It was. It was real cute. I like it. It was real cute. I I miss freshman year moving, but I would never do that again. No, freshman year moving was probably the easiest moving. All it was was boxes. Nah. Really? Freshman year moving was the hardest. Adjusting. It was jam-packed. I feel like now we deep in, we really show when we want. I mean, we know we are supposed to come on a specific day, but you be having people moving their stuff and not even getting checked in. Like That was me. Freshman year was a process. They had to make sure you were certified in this. Make sure you had your COVID stuff. Make sure you financial aid, you clear on that. They had you running around. You pulling up, you ain't even clear. Because all of my stuff was in boxes. Nah. Like brand spanking. No? Really? Something. You gotta think about it. I told you I had three cars full of stuff. Yeah. Imagine, imagine, and you, you know it stayed in people with you too. But remember, at the time it was COVID, so only two people could come in and help. Yeah, you had three cars. <laughs> only two people. Exactly. My mother and them, they they wrong. They want to go eat. Mm. We had to sneak my brother in. Don't tell nobody though. It's a little secret. <laughs> we sure did. We was switching the mess out them wristbands, <laughs> rotating so everybody can see my room. Slide them off. Oh, God, we had them yeah, it's crazy because your freshman year was the opposite of mine. I don't. I wouldn't say freshman year was the time. You found dumb stuff to get into though. You know me, freshman year, I stayed in my room. I was cooped up in the dorm in the common area watching yeah. movies, doing work. I was just really like. Cause I was more so like a very, I'm not gonna say a very sheltered kid, but I was a sheltered kid. So it's like to be able to have that freedom. Like literally, I just wanna sit outside until like. Two. I was sheltered too. 
That's the thing. That's what I was saying. Like but you had siblings. I was an only child. Oh yeah, that's true. So yeah. it was like, cause it was very hard to adjust to having a roommate. Cause I woke up. It was. I remember the day, the next day after we moved in, I rolled over. I looked at her. I was like, Why is she in my room? Cause I'm used to being by myself. Yeah. And I'm like, Okay. So I got to share space. I got to be considered. I was like, This is very, very weird. So what would you say, coming from DC? How would you say that's like shaped you? To view the world like to view america and all of that like with how you grew up with you know your cultural environment and really like the difference because me and you we come from we grew up completely different yeah so how how would you say dc has changed i think deep sea molded me a lot because it's like it it's like a it it's it lights a fire under you like mm -hmm. it pushes you to want to you know not become a product of your environment like in dc you see so many people and it's not sometimes it's not because people want to live that lifestyle but you got to think about it it's dc like i'm not gonna say it's not a lot of opportunities there but it ain't too many either so it's like people result to other stuff like dropping out being on the street stuff like that and like i said some people don't choose to do that like some people have to do what they have to do everybody know the cost of living in dc is extremely high dropout rate is high like it's just a lot so it make you like i don't know growing up there it just i looked around a lot like i this is not what i want like this is not what i want to be like like i took it all in mm -hmm. as what i didn't want to be um not saying that it's a bad place though, cause I, you know, I love, I love back home, boy. I'd be happy to go home. Okay, my friends know how happy I get when it's time to go home. But it's like, it's it's fifty fifty, give or take. Like it's good and bad. Um, like I said, it was just really my driving force. Like I knew getting out of DC was something that I wanted to do, and not even just that. It's so many shootings, so many people die at like young ages. Like a lot of the people that die in DC are young. I'm talking still in high school, young. Like it's crazy, and it's like I. If I'm given the opportunity and I feel like I was blessed and fortunate enough to get all these scholarships for school and have such a support system, why not take advantage of that? Mm -hmm. Especially when I got the support that I need, that I'm for sure out of here. Like, Because having the support is one of the most biggest things. Because it's like, excuse me, you can do, you can have the thought to do whatever you want to do in life. But if you ain't got that support, yeah. at least be like, you know, I got you. You know that really stops the whole thing so with that is that is that another driving force that made you want to start nice pastries what my support system yeah. or yeah of course oh yes I feel like I had a lot of support and you know how my business started like it started I tell this story all the time y'all will hear it every time I'm on the podcast but I just I always enjoyed baking like it was something that I did for fun just because um me and Shanoa lived on the same floor actually our freshman year so I just baked for the people on our floor just because we would be hungry like be late night we'd be up so you know I baked and a lot of people would stop me and be like you selling this and let me buy this da 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 so I started started doing it and the support that I got from like my family my friends like it really took me far as far as like the criticism I was receiving my friends they be on my back about prices because me I can be very 
cheap when it cheap. when it comes to my yeah when it comes to my business and my work i know my work is good but i at the same time i be trying to be considerate too considerate very very <laughs> shadow go to the grocery store with me yeah so I, just a disclaimer know. she know, I know how much i spend when it comes to me and getting the ingredients prices. Okay. <laughs> listen okay so my friends they be on my back all the time like no you need to change this you need to do this you need to do that and it's like i need that sometimes i don't need people that just agree or i don't like yes men as friends that's something i do not like it's something i never look for in a friend i don't want you to agree with everything i say if we friends you feel like i'm doing something wrong let me know like i need those type of friends that'll be on my back like nah this ain't gonna work mm-hmm. you know it's okay to check your friends sometimes because listen i'm quick to check mine like nah that ain't gonna work that ain't right like one thing about Naya, she gonna speak her mind she she gonna she gonna it, you know. <laughs> so with your business and Miss Nice Pastries, when you was posted on HBCU Buzz, how did that feel? If y'all, I cried tears of joy for the first time in my life when I was on that page. Because originally, okay, so I was posted on a page for National Entrepreneurship Day. And National the the night that I got the inbox was the night before National Entrepreneurship Day. Mm-hmm. So the girl who inboxed me, she was like, Hey, I'm a writer for the HBCU Buzz page and you were tagged in um this post when we tell people to tag entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and I wanted to know if you could type up a little something something for us to post tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So originally, y'all, I wasn't gonna do it. I was like, This a joke. I'm for real. I was like, This can't be real. And I only said that because like I was looking at our followers and stuff, and I'm like, HBCU Buzz, they got a lot of followers. So if you're writing for them, don't get me wrong, she had a nice amount. But, but I was expecting more. way more, yeah. yeah, for her to be a writer. So I didn't know if it was real. You know, you get a lot of spam emails yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. all the time. So she had it in her bio and stuff, and I went with the flow. I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to miss out on my chance, especially if it's real. So I typed up my stuff. I sent it to her, sent her some pictures, da 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 Um... And the whole day was going about. National Entrepreneurship Bank came. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I'm like, I knew it was a joke. That's what I was telling myself. Oh, they were like, I knew it was a joke. And then it was probably like, I want to say 6, 7 o'clock at night. One of my friends screenshotted it and dropped it in uh, one of our group chats for this old guy. And he was like, not you on the HBCU Buzz page? I'm like, what? So I went and I was really up there. I was excited though. Like the the love that I was receiving, it just made me feel so happy like that I really accomplished something big. And I just was so grateful for it because it was like, this is something I never expected to go this far. Like it was something I seen that I enjoyed doing. I begged, I sailed to the school and that be that. But it's like each year it's getting, it's going bigger and bigger. Yeah, it's going high and high. More and more recipes and more and more products, you know. Yeah, better nice hey, groceries. Make I got order, two too. new things dropping. Ooh, can we can we get a little sneak peek? They dropping. Okay, um, it probably dropped when you dropped this, probably or before. So, um, I'm doing a fruity pebble cheesecake cup, which is now being added. So anybody who ever had the cheesecake cups or the strawberry shortcake cups know that it's a layer of a crumble cheesecake and strawberry. So we have the regular ones, we had the strawberry shortcake ones, and then we got the fruity pebble ones. I'm also dropping cheesecake filled French toast bites. Um, something new. 
So I take the cheesecake and I inject it in a Hawaiian roll and I toss it in French toast dipping sauce. I treat it like it's French toast. You know, I cook it, da 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 da. Powder sugar on the top. So yeah, that's dropping soon. Like it'll be dropped before next week comes. Make sure y'all make an order. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Tell your mama, your daddy, your auntie, your uncle, whole family. So in times when you feel like quitting baking, what really be your pushing force and drive? You know what's crazy? Mm. I never feel like quitting baking. Really? You can ask my friends. I can call Asia or Kate right now. You know we always together. It can be late at night. Last, um, Yesterday night, actually, I was just real overwhelmed. And I was like, let me bake. Baking is my outlet. Yeah, it's my piece. So that's why I don't feel like quitting. Now, when school get hard, baking is literally what I resort to. So I feel like if I was to stop baking, I don't really know how I would cope. Like, I'm not really good with, like, journaling for real or like finding good ways to express myself mm -hmm. so it's like when I'm like super overwhelmed or I feel like super sad I'll bake up a storm it's been days where I didn't even plan on baking and because I felt so overwhelmed or something I just bake and I'd be like y'all I got this today like I enjoy the aesthetic of it it's very calming it's very peaceful to me mm -hmm. so I, I never feel like baking like college is literally like my driving force to baking it's the outlet so it, it's no matter what baking oh yes i'm telling you i can be in a room and it can be 12 o'clock in the morning if i'm overwhelmed i'm going to bake something and i'll just post the next day like i get this or sometimes i'll even be up and i'll just experiment one night i was in the room and michaela sent me something she was like oh you should try this and i looked in the cabinet i looked in the refrigerator i had everything i needed and boom we was in there eating red velvet cheesecake that night like it just be so random like sometimes i just be needing it like just to calm down just to relax i'm, I'm really shocked Cause I knew I know Valentine's Day was very stressful. Okay, but that's different. Yeah, you had set deadlines and a million and one strawberries to make. How many? How many? How many total? Like five hundred strawberries. I swear it was like five hundred strawberries. And this is a one man show. We talking about one man? Okay, one man. Now my branded my brand ambassadors they promote, they advertise, they do all that. But when it comes to actually like being in the kitchen whipping and baking. And she does it. She does Me. it manually. No machines. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> they don't know. See, they don't know that. They don't know that. My friends be getting on me all the time. They be like, you do one of the mixes that does And I be like, no, that takes away the part that brings me peace. Like, everybody who know me know I'm a very aggressive person. Very. So I feel like when I'm upset or I'm stressed, me whipping and mixing, it just be, whoo. It's just like a woo-saw moment. But, yeah, I definitely do, like, do everything, like, by hands. No machines. The oven. That's about it. But when it comes to mixing and all that other stuff, I do it with a spoon, a whisk, all that. And I don't, I don't know how she do it. So out of all your pastries, because you got a lot, which what? one is your favorite? Or give me a top three. All right, top three. In no specific order. This is no order. Anything cake, whether it's like the cupcakes, whether it's cake, anything that's involving cake. Chocolate covered strawberries, I enjoy. I love chocolate covered strawberries. And ch the cheesecake bites. Not the cups, but the bites. Have I had? 
I don't. I think you might have had a bite. The ones I baked, I don't think so. I think the main things I eat is the brownies and them cheesecake cups. Yeah, and you know the cheesecake cups is no bake. I don't think you ever had the baked ones. Wait, mm, I made them when we had that Halloween game night. I don't think I ate none. Oh yeah, you probably didn't. And that honey bun cake, boy. Yeah, like you want to slap your mama and your auntie and your auntie. Yeah, them my top three. Top three, for sure. Okay, give me give me two more. Brownies, I like brownies. I like anything chocolate and Oreo stuffed cinnamon rolls. Love them. I'm, I'm I about to say they're one of your favorites too. Them, them, I love, I love, I love. So okay, we gonna get away from the business for a little minute. We gonna talk about our generation. <laughs> so what is one thing that you hate about our society or our generation? And that could be anything. Cheating. Cheating and being toxic. I feel like this generation thinks toxic is it's cute. cute. It's it's so good. Like excuse me, the way that this generation, our generation, has normalized cheating and being toxic and fighting over dudes and and women is crazy to me. I tell my friend all the time, I think I was born in the wrong generation. I say that same I feel like I'm too. such a lover girl, y'all. Like, I'm into all the, the old school shit. Asking to be your girlfriend. Random stuff like flowers. Little notes. Like, I'm into all that cute stuff. But this generation, it's all about sex. Sex and being toxic. Breaking up and making up. Like, yeah. That's the main thing. I feel like I hate the way our generation thinks. That too. Because... Why are you so dumb? And it's not even like like book dumb. It's like common sense dumb. Because it's and then the society of of just everybody. Because you know how back in the day it was like the elders they got the most respect. You know you won't cuss in if there was an uh, grandma oh, the person around in the room. you. You would pull your pants up. Yeah, some people weren't raised right. It's people that walk in a room and don't even speak. Who yeah. raised you? That's what I'm saying. Every well, and not everybody, obviously, but I was raised with if you enter in a room, you speak. You speak. Everybody. You speak. And it, you don't even have to be like, hi, hi, hi. Yeah, you just, hey, hey, y'all. And exactly. It's like respecting. And you always make sure that you talk to the person, the head of the house. Yeah. Because that's just a respect thing. Because they, they ain't have to let you in their house. You know, another thing our generation bad at, and I hear this all the time killing. They don't fight fit no more. That, Back in the day, I heard they used to square up and then boom, they let the beef go. But now, then you just get shot. It's shoot. And then this generation, how how y'all trigger happy but ain't got no aim? That's the that, that and that be the problem. Y'all can't even shoot for real. Y'all can't missing the intended the intended target. Yeah, most people just walk around with guns but can't even shoot a a, ste- a steady target, let alone a moving one. That's ridiculous. And then it's like. Most of y'all can't even fight, so they, that's why. They that's shoot. why they shoot, yeah. yeah Cause I be talking to my parents all the time, like my my like my family members that's older, like they be like, "When you do this back in the day? Back in the day, we used to put boxing gloves on, like they really used to handle it like it's supposed to be handled. Like if you got an issue, fight. But killing, that's that's od. The most that they would probably do is cut you. That's probably it. I don't even know about that. I ain't never heard about that. Really. Well, see, I'm country. Yeah. We, we can't pocket knives, you know, for fun. You see my blue purse. And it's like, they don't they don't hold doors either. 
like you know how like remember, remember it was at Wake Forest and it was that elderly woman coming and the person and they she let the door shut mm-hmm. on that lady and that made me so mad because I went and opened the door because mm-hmm. it's just like if you see a woman with a walker or a cane right you could at least and that lady was so close to the door y'all I could see if she was far back y'all that lady was right there that girl looked that lady right in her face and, and let that door shut and I was so mad at that like I literally went to the door and opened it because who raised you like what if this was your grandmother you literally just let this door shut on this lady face and you seen her coming cause my, my grandma she wouldn't let me hear the end of it boy let me not hold that door for her or another person, she, cause she, she, she would get up and tell me to go open the door. Yeah, cause that's just. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was too stunned to speak. I couldn't believe it. Can you do something for me? <laughs> okay, alright. So, go. so what is one thing from your childhood that you would change? If you could go back in time, one thing you would do differently, or one thing like you wish was just different. Like growing up. From my childhood? Mm-hmm. We all got that one little childhood thing we were trying. You think so? Yeah. What's yours? Um, I wouldn't have did a lot of dumb stuff on bikes. Because I'm very scarred up. Yeah. Because if I, I would change one exact day, it was when I originally messed up my knee. I would mm-hmm. change that day. Because having knee problems at the age of 21... Okay. I had a fun childhood though. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't never do nothing too crazy. Like I don't know. I grew up with old brother, so my childhood was kind of lit. Cause whatever I said pretty much went. I was the only girl. Yeah. So I always felt protected. I always felt safe. All my cousins that were around the same age as me, their boys, my my brothers. I had five brothers. Like I literally had one sister. So I was always around dudes. So I always felt protected. I always found like the simple girly things. You know, I can't really be girly. But we getting into it. Yeah, I'm getting into it. I wear little lash, little lip gloss. (laughs) But yeah. Um, I don't think I would really change nothing. I'm not gonna lie. If I could change one thing from when I was younger, I wouldn't really say my childhood, but I would say the fact that I trust so easily. I feel like when I was younger, I was so you know, I have such a big heart. And I feel like I trust so easily and I carried that with me for a long time. I feel like I didn't really start trusting people easily into my freshman year experience when all that stuff happened. Oh, wow. Because even then, I felt like I was so open. Like, I shouldn't have let everybody in so easily. Yeah. But then again, I to, I trust to a certain extent. Let me say that. I'm just very big hearted because yeah. you know me. I don't tell people my business. I don't even really open up to people. No, none of that. So, if I'm telling you like some deep personal stuff like I have to really trust you so when I say trust I mean I'm so quick to welcome everybody in open arms and consider them my friend that's what I mean when I say trust I'm not one of those people that just like extremely open I tell you everything I talk to you about my problems no but when I meet people and I feel like I genuinely care for people I'm willing to give them my last and I feel like that's probably one of my biggest downfalls because everybody isn't as genuine as I am so that's something that I probably would change. Like, being so so open and so welcoming and kind. I wouldn't change being kind-hearted, but to a certain extent, I would. To the wrong people. Yeah, to the wrong people. Let's say that. Yeah. That's probably the only thing, though. Other than that, I feel like the stuff I experienced in my childhood 
helped me to be the person I am today. So I wouldn't change anything. Like I can't imagine my life being the same if I didn't encounter some of the stuff I went through. You need those things. Like it really makes you stronger. Like really it teaches you how to persevere during your darkest times. I feel like me being here today is because of some of the challenges that I faced, especially like within my first two years of college, like it builds you college builds, builds character, okay? I mean, a lot of it. <laughs> and I mean fast cause it's like college was I remember them days it's like okay I ain't got my parents I need to be around the people who genuinely love me uh, I, I I missed my exam last night I ain't got no food I'm tired of going to the cab I ain't got no money I can't go nowhere I'm hungry and I just want to cry and, there, and there's nobody Like I just, I just want to hug from my parents right now that, that's about it and it's like I'm really alone. That's why I say when you said like, "Am I ready for seeing?" Yeah, that's why I say it's bittersweet because your friends in college really become your family, especially yeah, like I'm five hours away. I can't hop on the road and run no hour away or no two hours away when I feel like I need to be around my family. Like me going home, it literally has to be planned. Like I can't just wake up one day and be like. I'm going home. Like, that's not how that works for me at all. And so, I feel like my friends really carry me through, which is why I say it's so bittersweet because it's like I didn't came to school and I didn't, I didn't became so close to people who have literally became my family these past four years while I was in school. And it's crazy because it's like we kind of trauma bond in a way. Like, we know we don't have nobody else. Oh, we got out. When we say we don't have nobody else, we don't mean like our family ain't there for us. But of course, they're there for us mentally, but physically. Physically, it's nothing they could do when we in college. It's nothing they can do. Pray. Right. That's literally it. Like, so, your friends really become your family in college. And that's why I say it's so bittersweet. I'm going to cry so bad when it's time to graduate. And y'all know I plan on going back to D.C. So, it's like I'm going to see y'all occasionally. And then it's like once we graduate, too, nobody's really staying where we all met. Because it's like... We could be in Cali because you know. Yeah, people got plans to move all over the world. Once these job opportunities come in, on top of that too, it's like okay, now we really gotta make time for this friendship because okay, you over here and you in a different time zone. I'm over here. Okay, we need to meet on this day and we at least need to communicate. Like I, mm, I can't, I can't imagine it because I remember leaving my at home friends was extremely hard. Really? Yeah, because like. I really I don't I'm not a person that has a bunch of friends so it's like when when I got my group of people and then you know with COVID too I was used to them because we was together every day because there was nothing else to do so it was just COVID and then it's like okay all these new people and I'm like I'm like do I trust them do we become friends and then it's like you know we all became a big family and then freshman year is really when you learn your friends yeah. for real so your like, first friend group of freshmen ain't never ain't never it, never Never gonna. Lie. It's crazy though, cause it was the opposite for me. I wasn't. I was sad about leaving my friends, but my sister's a diabetic. So when COVID hit, I didn't see nobody. Mm-hmm. I was inside. Like my parents didn't want to chance it. I didn't want to chance it. Like they already were saying people with underlying health issues. You know, it would be worse on the. Yeah, it would be worse on them. So. 
I didn't go out nowhere during COVID. I was in the house. I would go probably to the grocery store with my mom or something. But far as linking up with my friends, I can't count on one hand the amount of times I link up with my friends after school shut down. I'm not going to lie. Okay. I seen them when we had our little graduation, our pull-up graduation. Um, But other than that, I probably seen them one time outside of that. Like, I was in the house or at the store with my mom. Yeah, I was cooped up inside. So, I'm not going to say I had kind of detached from them, but I had kind of got used to us not being together. Because COVID it happened in March. School started in August. Yeah. So I was with my family for real during that time. Like, if I wasn't in the house, like I said, I was at the store with my mom or we was all over at my grandparents' house. That was it. Oh, wow. It would be like, I would work and then whenever I had work, we would be together. Like, all of us would be together. It, Everything was virtual for like, me. Even work. Really? Yeah. Well, our, my job, we moved to, because I work retail, and we moved to just, like, packaging online orders. So, it would only be, like, four of us in the store just packing stuff in. It was, it was simple. I miss, I'm not going to say I miss COVID. Hell no, I miss that. But I miss, I miss COVID money, because throughout COVID. Yeah, I they was dropping pay. them, they was dropping money like we were strippers, boy. I'm telling you. Make it right. <laughs> Thank you, right? COVID money, yeah. COVID, no, because all I did was work. Because my shifts got um, switched from like a regular four hour to just eight hours on packing stuff. So it was, I was loving it. And then, you know, this was back when we, was, we ain't had no bills, no responsibility. Yeah. So we was just blowing money. Okay. If you could be from anywhere, where would you be from? From where I'm from? I mean, all the entire world. From where I'm from, you would you would still be. I take pride in being from the 202. Yes, I do. I really do. Like, I'm sorry, DC might be a little ghetto, but I love it there. Like, you let it look. I take pride in being born and raised in Southeast DC. Okay. I wouldn't. I can't see myself from being nowhere else. Being from England or London or some big extravagant place like. I don't really care. I would love to travel to those places, but being from, being from there, it would be completely different. I feel it. I feel it. Huh. Yeah, it would be completely I was different. I expecting you to say something different. I don't, I wouldn't want to be from nowhere else. I, there's like I said, there's a lot of extravagant places I would love to visit, mm-hmm. but to be like from somewhere else, you wouldn't do it. Hmm. Interesting. Like I said, I feel like growing up in DC helped me become the person I am today. Like I wouldn't change nothing because it all plays a big role in who I am today. I feel it. If you could be a different race, would you be anything else? Hell no. I wouldn't need the him black until I love being black. I love you. I feel like I'd probably be like African, like or something. Like Jamaican type. Yeah, I, I probably like wish I could. Cause I am Jamaican, but I'm not from Jamaica, and I wish I, I really wish I was from the islands. I do, cause I was I was born in a little rinky-dink little town. It's not even a city; it's a town. Yeah, it was very. I do not. Like I don't think we got no towns in DC. I'm almost certain we don't. Kay asked me that the other day. She was like, "Y'all got towns?" I was like, "That's so random." And not to my knowledge, we ain't got no towns. Yeah, DC is straight city. Yeah, I love DC though. Everybody who visits say that. I be having a time. Ooh. I was thinking about moving there after after graduation, but I'm not percent sure yet. I'm going back until I figure out if I really want to relocate. Really? You really you really contemplating it. Have you looked at schools yet? To work back at home? Mm-hmm. Oh, baby, I know I got a job when I go home. Mm-hmm. I know that for sure. Mm-hmm. I'll get my principal on this phone right now. Yeah. 
and be like, I graduated two weeks, I need a job. Yeah, my school, my high school is very like they they love for us to graduate and come back and work there. Like they love, yes, they would give us a job quicker than they give anybody else a job. They love for people who graduate from that high school to come back and work, especially if you in the field of education. They love it. It's so many of my teachers who graduated from that high school, went to college, and came back to work there. Oh wow! Yeah. I, I, I when I get my when I be going home in the summer and I be having my internship, mm-hmm. that be through my old high school. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. See, I wish, I wish, cause I, I really, I didn't go to like a predominantly black high school like you did. Mom was like predominantly white, so it was like our, it was mainly okay. We want to get y'all. We're like mainly the main goal was getting us into college. Like that was their biggest thing, and it was like they boosted, you know, how they had jobs and stuff, but they really won't like promoting them because it was like the money that they're making yeah ain't nothing and my my teacher, they was like you don't want to work here my teachers i mean my school is very family oriented like i said you know i went to the high school a small high school like you said predominantly black all black if anything we probably had like three white kids in that school wow. if that um it was only, you know, I tell you all the time, it was only like 60 people in my graduating class, 300 people in my entire high school. That's, 300 is somebody's whole graduating class. My, my like graduating class is 322. Yeah, like, y'all have to understand how small my high school really is. So, it was like, I could, like I said, I could, I still text my teachers to this day. Hey, I need a recommendation letter. Hey, I need you to look over my resume. Hey, principal such and such, I need you to do this. Like, my school was so small, so it was so easy for all of us to keep in contact and to connect with each other on, like, deeper levels than school. Because yeah, they, like, really, like, deeply cared. Yeah. I feel like mine care, my, my teachers, they mainly just care about, like, me going to the school that I wanted to go to. Right. Rather than, I mean, we built a connection, but, I mean, they were... It was. It would have been awkward for us to have a bond outside of school if you catch it. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah. So from like with coming from a predominantly black school and really just being in an HBCU culture, do you think it is important for like us young black kids to go to HBCUs to really like? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Why? I feel like you should go where you feel belong. Not saying that you wouldn't feel belong at a PWI, but you got to think about it. PWIs don't offer what HBCUs offer. Like, you get the full experience, like, culture-wise. Like, it's just completely different. Like... I need to look into if PWIs got fried chicken Wednesdays. I don't think they do. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just not the same. Like, I'm I'm sorry. I never looked into going to a PWI. Uh, I knew for sure I was going to an HBCU. Like, I want to be where I feel like I belong. And not saying you can't not feel belong at an HBCU, but it's levels to it. I don't want to have to be at a PWI worried about if I'm going to be getting called monkeys and shit like i'm not dealing with that because i need to be somewhere to where i don't be questioned why i don't wash my hair every day yeah like that was the biggest thing i feel like i don't know being black and going to an hbcu i was i i experienced a culture shock low-key because i came from a predominantly white environment Mm. but it was also like i didn't know that there was so many different cultures within the black community as well so i was like Oh, okay, so you're East African and you're West African yeah. and your people are from over here and ah, da, 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 da. and I'm like, oh wow, like I didn't know that there's a, a, lot. a difference, yeah. There's, a there's levels to it. 
it's it's levels to being black. Period. That should be a that should be a quote. <laughs> it's levels. Growing up, when I was younger, I always wanted to go to either UNC or NC State because that's all I seen. Because you know that's what my school's offered. yeah yeah school. And then I went to this wonderful summer program called Girls Queens. Shout out to my mentor Celeste, and they they actually introduced me to Winston, to Central, to Fayetteville, to yeah. AMT, and I was like, oh. I want to go here and then Celeste told me she was like she said you have your whole life to be a minority enjoy four years of just being the majority and that yeah. stuck with me ever since then alright so I think that's all I got for you today Miss Ma'am I want to thank you Miss Naya Pastries let's clap it up for her amazing time on the Cool Breeze podcast we will be back soon and remember Keep it cool. Mm -hmm. And what you give me, let me know that will be alright.